right, all right, all right. Welcome in to On the Clock NFL Draft Show, part of the T2T Podcast Network. It is, well, when this show airs, it'll be August 3rd. So I did the math in my head <laughs> briefly. Well, welcome to August. Welcome to football season. All of you who've been with us throughout the offseason, thank you. And I know you're just excited, as excited as we are. And all of you who are just coming in, because football season's right around the corner and it's time to come back, welcome. We are here for you, and we will be here with you all evening. And here with me this evening, my guy, Mr. Nino Brown at Nino Brown underscore T2T on the Twitter. Nino, what's cooking? I'm excited for this. Uh, second part of the ACC, right? I get to talk a little bit about my, my BC Eagles, you know, briefly and touch on it. But you know, it's, it's been an interesting week so far uh, between all – Football, college news, everything going on. I just, you know, finished up CFP Prime and uh, me and KT were talking about Hunter Deckers kind of just getting bopped for 26, you know, counts of betting on his own team and stuff. So he's probably going to be losing all of his eligibility for Iowa State. <laughs> yeah, QB. The, bet, the betting on his own team, though. How, how did they prove that? Uh, I, they got it so that he, they, I don't know, they pinpointed to the fact that he betted on, on the team when they faced Oklahoma State and he was the backup that game. Okay. So it's not looking good, but uh, everything I'm seeing is that the total amount was for twenty seven hundred dollars. Like you, you threw it all away for twenty seven hundred bucks. That's like hobby betting. Like, like yeah, fun, like why though? Why do right. it? Like you know why? That, yeah. So I don't know. It, it's you know pretty soon, less than twenty five days, we won't have to worry about stories like this. We'll be able to talk about real football and you know prospects that could possibly get drafted. You know to the NFL. Well, speaking of prospects, one prospect is probably going to get an opportunity. Because of his suspension, that's usually how it goes. Like they, yeah. people, people only people only mourn you. Yeah, it's a sad. It's sad to say, but that's the way the game is. Like you, you slip, you make a mistake, you, you have a chance to redeem yourself and come back. But it might not be with the team you're currently on. Right, or you might need to battle back and earn your job back because somebody's out there taking it. You Very know, but, but but Nino mentioned it tonight. We're talking ACC Atlantic Division. So last week we talked ACC Coastal Division. Mm -hmm. We've talked SEC. Big 12, Big 10. So we're going through the Power 5 teams here, and we are ranking the top five teams in each of these conferences. In the ACC, we split it up twice, so we really rank like the top 10 teams. But we're ranking them based upon top-tier talent, mm -hmm. teams with the most day one and day two prospects as of now. Because obviously, people are going to emerge, and we want to give you some names to know heading into the 2023 college football season and the 2024 NFL draft cycle. And I, I do want to let you know, toiletstitles.com, we decided we're going to start our player profiles early. So last year, if you're familiar with the website, we had a big board. We were writing all our player profiles. I believe we had over 100 by the time the NFL draft yep. rolled around. So we're not going to start with a big board. We're going to start with just releasing. We're going to write a few player profiles. And probably within a month or two, once we get to about 15 to 25, and as the season starts, then we'll start to develop a big board. But, you know, check out toiletstitles.com. Check us out on the Twitter, at Toilets of Titles. You'll be able to see all those player profiles. Because we're, we're diving into them on this show. We're going to we dive into them a little more in depth when we write them up. But you know what, what helps me dive into these prospects, man? Jitterless energy drinks. And I know you know a little bit about jitterless energy drinks. So tell everybody about it. Well, no, as led into by my buddy, you can go over to the titletotitles.com and click on that W link, yeah. right? And type in title drive in the code for a discount on, like he said, 
jitterless energy, clean energy. And this is a nice thing. Like you can go to your local store and get Red Bull, you know, whatever it may be, Ghost, whatever. But you can get your whole tub at your house where you can make it whenever you'd like with great flavors such as Cali O' Cream, which happens to be just my favorite. You like a creamsicle? That's one for you. So head over to the website, click that link. And if you like, like we said, jitterless energy, clean energy, get yourself some dubby. Man, I've seen people take like powders, like when right I was in, in college, do right in the mouth with a little <laughs> bit of water. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be like too much selling a product here, but <clears throat> this type of product or any energy drink, but W would be, we would prefer. If you're a fan of like USC, Stanford, and you're like me and Nino and you live on the East Coast and they don't start till 10 o'clock on like a Thursday night, you've been working all day. Hit yourself with some W energy, man. So, all right. So, and also subscribe, comment, like, all that good stuff. So, let's dive into. So, as always, we start with a school that we believe belongs in the list, but doesn't have the biggest list of players. So, we got Boston College, where you are from, you know, right up there in the Northeast, a few hours north of me. Christian Mahogany, offensive guard, 6'3, 335 pounds. He lost the 2022 season due to an ACL injury. And you think he's a potential first round draft pick. So I haven't seen much Christian Mahogany. So tell me about him. Listen, uh, I'm, I'm going to go and say he's, he's top 25 in, in that class. Okay. Uh, 21 stats going back before the ACL injury. He had 106, uh, 706 snaps. Only allowed one penalty on him. Okay. Only allowed one sack and in seven total pressures. He had an 83.7 PFF pass pro grade, right? And he's not a one-trick pony because at 82.4% uh 82.4 PFF grade for run blocking. All right. Got 28-inch vertical for a guy at 6'3, 335, right? 4.87 shuttle. And he gets around, he's agile, he's athletic. He can get to the second level as a run blocker. He's still got the coordination, he's got balance, and he loves to hit the moving target. You get in front of him, he's coming for you like a duck hunt. Boom. All right. He dominates in pass protection. He has long arms and heavy hands. He's using them effectively in the pass pro to t- set up a nice little clean pocket for his QB. All right. He's got a wide base, digs them feet in. Good luck. And he got that strong grip, AKA Gorilla Glue, when it comes to manhandling opponents on the line. I like it, man. Nothing like a like Boston College. I know they're not Notre Dame level of offense alignment, but hey, I'll, I'll take if it. There's a tradition. They put right. multiple, multiple right. NFL guys. Well, I'm saying they're like Notre Dame is right. It's uh, oh yeah, O line you. But but Oklahoma. I did put them. But I did put them in the same conversation. That's cool. As I'm, Notre with Dame. I'm with it. So <laughs> give me a Boston College offense alignment in mahogany. Like that's you know that's a great that's a great last name. I would enjoy saying that on Sundays. <laughs> they just did an interview at ACC with him, and they were talking about you know like all the buzz around him and everything, what it means to be at BC and with NIL, and he was like. The, the money don't matter. Don't matter right. what school, SEC, don't matter what bag. I, I, I'm here. The tradition here, what we got building, it's special, and he wants to be a part of it to the end. I'm all in, but top, top I know. 25. Where do you where do you have uh, – this is probably uh, something for CFB Nation and CFB Prime, but I know you, you were saying where, – where do you have Boston College finishing in the ACC this season? I got them going bowl eligibility. So I got them at least six. I think they went seven. I probably got them tied for like six overall. Like between right. both both you know divisions. Let's see it. Let's see it. All right, let's move on to Syracuse, which is a little closer to me than it is to you. All right, we got Ronde Godson, the second wide receiver, tight end, six five. We got a few wide receivers in this trees list that are just mammoths. Six five, two hundred sixteen pounds. 
Cuse Orange been playing games wide receiver in 2022. Now he's a tight end in 2023, which is very interesting to me. Ran a 4-5 40-yard dasher. That's what's projected. So, Aranda Gadsden Jr., tell me about him. All right. Well, obviously the pedigree's there. His father was a wide receiver, played for Miami Dolphins um, many, many moons ago. I'm probably showing my age a little bit here. Uh, but, listen, I was there for the spring game. I don't know what this whole tight end thing is all about. The dude didn't line up on the line. Like, you know I mean, he – he didn't line on in line. He had like nine snaps in line all year last year. Two sixteen is thin for a six foot five gentleman. This, is, this guy lines out wide. He was right. out wide most of the spring game. He was out wide for seventy five percent of his snaps last year. Is it a game they're playing? I don't know, but like he'd have to put on at least twenty pounds for me to feel comfortable with him being a tight end and being on line. Now at a wide receiver, I'm in. Okay. 13 games last year, 80 targets, 61 receptions, 969 yards, six touchdowns, damn near 16 yards per catch. The dude only had two drops, right? He's a contested catch king. He had 10 out of the 18 opportunities. At 6'5", 216, you can go up there and get it with no problem. But he also got yards after catch, 221 yards after catch. He had a PFF grade of 85.5, okay? Like, when QBs targeted him, it was over 114, right? He's a competitive player with strong hands, and he demonstrates natural sense of timing when it comes to high point in the ball. Like, he gets it, and he got that late. You know, I say people got late hands. They can catch the ball right last second. He got that late. He'll wait a little bit because he knows he got the height. Go up and get it. And kind of like Mossy, you know what I mean? His transitions up field. Oh, phenomenal when it comes to catch and run situations. Tall, big frame, huge catch radius. Give me some gats. Yeah, man, guys, guys who have the late hands, especially if, if uh, the DB's trailing them, that helps. Yeah. Because the DB's keying your hands and your eyes to watch for the football if they're not watching the quarterback and they don't see it. So those late hands, that, that's the difference between a, a PBU and, and a catch, you know, every now and then when the DB's close enough to you. So I like that. I'm looking forward to seeing this guy. Now FSU. This well, is well, where – like, uh, well, Go ahead, I'm sorry. Do you want to throw something out there like to make the same like when I say he's got that late timing – Guy who's been really kind of in the news lately for Tennessee Titans, that would be DeAndre Hopkins. He's yeah. got that late timing. Yeah, multiple times he's won games yeah. and the halves, like just waiting it out and then going up at the right time and scooping it. So that's what he he has that good timing for his height. Right. And that's like the, the back shoulder, even Devontae Adams. Yes. You know, like those back shoulder routes. Like you, you don't know when the you know what yeah. I saw, you know, just I saw Odell Beckham run a, a back shoulder stop and like he faked the back shoulder. And I don't know if I've seen that route. So that was an interesting route to watch. So now it, we've been, you know, wide receivers have been really hammering the back shoulder probably for like the last eight years. Yeah, now yeah. this year, watch out for that back shoulder and go, which is something if you're on Twitter watching all, all the, all these plays from mini camps, I thought that was very interesting, but back to college, that's Florida go. state university. Yeah. You're wearing their t-shirt. So Jaheim bell tight end from South Carolina to Florida state university, six, three, 230 pounds, Dual threat tight end, all right? Played two, two years at South Carolina. In 2022, he lined up 45 times as an inline tight end, 140 times in the backfield, 90 times as a slot receiver, and 30 times out wide as a wide receiver. So that, that to me, sounds like a Tennessee Titan. Because the Tennessee Titans, like you, right? Like, I don't know any team in the NFL, or, you know, maybe like not even Chris Cooley when he was with Washington. So I, I don't even know anybody else who uses their tight ends like this. But at this guy's size, when I saw those numbers, it was very interesting to me. But he had 80 carries, 301 yards. It was only 3.8 yards per carry. So it's not right. like the dude breaking big runs, but maybe he's a red zone guy. 
56 receptions, 757 yards, 13.5 yards per reception, seven touchdowns. I read this stat, which was very interesting. Per PFF, only Georgia's Brock Bowers has a higher receiving grade for tight end. So that says something. He had 24 uh, forced missed tackles, and that was tied for the most among all returning tight ends. And he believed he was being, even though he got, you know, they were using him at running back. They were using him outside at tight end. He got a decent bit of touches. He still believed he was being underutilized to South Carolina, transferred to FSU, and he was ranked number one tight end in the transfer portal when FSU got him. So tell me your thoughts on Jaheim Bell. Listen, I like Bell a lot. I think he, in my eyes, he was a tight end that I thought was going to break out a little more last year. I, I like him better than guys like Michael Trigg. Um, who was the other gentleman on that team? Cade uh, Perkinson on Ole Miss. I like better than them. Both of those guys are, are ranked pretty high this year. I got him right around the, the Bryson Nesbitt um, ranking because I, I like Nesbitt coming out of UNC. Uh, Bell, I call him a Swiss Army knife. He can do everything. He can play in line. He can stay home and block. He's good in pass pro. Got great hands. He's kind of like a, a bigger Curtis Samuel, right? Because like, Curtis Samuel can line up everywhere on the field, can line up in, in the backfield, can line up in the slot, can line out wide. Bell, Bell can do all of that. Um, but he's great at being a traditional tight end and staying home and blocking. So I want to see with a team that's got all the weapons and he can be the frosting on the cake. Mm -hmm. I want to see how he's used this year because there's a good chance that it's possible he's tight end too coming off the board. And he's going to look small at tight end compared to the wide receivers FSU's yeah. got on that roster. He's 6'3". Right, so this guy's yeah. 6'3", 230 pounds. Johnny Wilson coming in at 6'7", 235 pounds. I I've seen anywhere people project in 4'3", to 4'5". I would be super shocked if he ran in the 4'3s. If he runs in the 4'3s, that's like DK Metcalf. Like linear, you know, like downfield, yeah. vertical threat. Excuse me. I expect somewhere in about the 4'5s. Massive human being. I was surprised with how well he broke I, I, his body control in and out of his breaks for a guy, his size. I was expecting it to be a lot more. I'm not saying he's elite, but I was expecting due to his size, it to be like, you know, like read in a whole chapter, watching this guy, like <laughs> go into his route, go break and then go. So I was impressed. Uh, sometimes he struggles getting to top speed off the line of scrimmage, but overall for a guy, his size, I believe it can transition because I, I I've kind of been by watching big receivers over the last like eight to 10 years, bigger guys who can't separate or ha have had a, have had trouble making in the NFL. You got to be able to separate in the NFL unless you have one elite trait outside of that. And I'm not sure if he does, but he's good enough in the other things. Uh, he led the ACC and ranked third in the country with 22, 20 yard receptions and was second in the conference and fifth nationally with an average of 20.86 yards per catch. So pretty legit, big numbers, good quarterback this season. So what are your thoughts on Johnny Wilson? I think he took a step last season, okay, put a, made his name for himself. Um, kind of kind of had like a little bit of a Jalen Hyatt type year, a lot of big plays down the field. Uh, listen, my thing is, Okay, and I don't want to be Debbie Downs. I'm gonna start off on a, po a positive note, right? He got yards after catch, 250 yards after the catch. He was uh 50 on his contested catches for a guy six seven. I'd like to say a little bit better, but I'll take 11 out of 22 because that doesn't mean that every contested ball was catchable. Okay, um, that that puts like 50 50 ball like 
that's yeah, you know, that's legitimate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like in six, you know, I said to you six seven, lurch. He's lurch for the Seminoles. Yeah, Jordan Travis, you rang. Uh-huh. I'll go get you the ball. Like, but my thing is, he's got a drops problem. Okay, there was especially in the LSU game that drop was crucial. Uh, twelve point five percent drop rate. He had five catches, uh, drop catches last season. Three of those were kind of like in key times. But where was Johnny Wilson for the first two years at Arizona State? Hmm. Why did it all of a sudden take, you know, three years for him to just emerge, right? Like Arizona State's not no chump school. They got a good football program over there. So I want to see it again. I want to see it now. Let's see. Johnny, you, 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 big play, you know, capability. Um, he just lacked a little bit of that twitch. He's not really a, a twitchy receiver coming off the line. Um, but I do like what he's got. He's catch and run. He's definitely a catch and run uh, playmaker. Get in space. He's good. He's got good vision. He's not, you know, 1080, you know, P or 4K vision. But he, he got some vision. It's high quality. Uh, and and he doesn't, obviously, it's 6-7. You ain't getting overwhelmed by any defensive back. You're right. going to, you know what I mean, handle yourself. But I just want to see now when you're not the alpha. Okay? Right. You've got to be on the side of the next gentleman we're going to talk to who's coming in from Michigan State. Are you okay with that? Can you thrive? Are you better? Because you're playing against DB two, right? Or are you right. gonna be? Are you gonna sit there and pout like you know Butte and say, "Okay, I'm not the guy no more. I- I'm not gonna try." You know, you know, guys happen. It happens. I think he's got potential. I don't see him as a top six receiver in this class. I know he's been circling around a lot as being that. I also didn't have Jalen Hyatt as a top six wide receiver in the class. Wilson has more height. Hyatt had more speed, but I think their game translates to the way they, you know the scheme and what they play on the field. I mean, you look at Quentin Johnson and I'm not saying he's way twitchier, but like people were still nervous. Right. About him. If, if he almost fell out of the first round, right. I don't think Johnny Wilson's a mid second rounder. I'm with you. I'm with you. you Like, you know, there was questions about Johnson and Johnson. I think, I think he's got better traits. I, I, I agree. I think Johnson's got better traits. He's got better take over the game capability. He's definitely got now. that twitch factor. He, he, he like yeah. in camp. Him and him and Herbert are are connecting, man. And and I might eat my words a little bit because I was a little harsh on him throughout the process. But it's the way it goes, man. He still That's, had the drop ball problems. Go. Right. I've been hearing it still in camp that he's right. still. So we'll right. see. I, I but, hope he gets the best. But yeah, and when he's got, who's he going to be facing? You know, Keenan yeah. and Mike Williams. They're going to be taking the and also Kellen Moore. You know, regardless of what you think about him. He, he's decent at scheming up an offense and getting his wide receivers open. So he's probably going to be highlight after highlight. I'm sure he's going to have his drops, but he's going to have an opportunity to just make big play, big play, big play. The problem with that is if the drops come early, right. Josh Palmer could eat into that time. Right. And then, and then, and then now that, that, that could mess with the psyche of a rookie. You lose right. the time to an event that's been there. But he's then on the, on the other side of that, Josh Palmer could be playing anyway. Because Williams, Mike Williams can, yeah, or, yeah, Keenan yeah, Allen yeah. can't stay on the field. So, all right. Well, let, let, let's get back. So, I wanted to mention also that he had an 82.3 wide receiver grade per PFF, which is the seventh highest right. among returning wide receivers. So, you got to keep that. All right. Jared Verse. From, from here out, like, you know, I, I'm interested in Wilson. I'm interested in Bell. But I think for the rest of the show, yeah. these are all guys that very interesting to me. Oh, yeah. Jared Verse, defensive end, edge, 6'4", 260 pounds, came out of Albany, transferred to FSU. So Albany's about an hour and a half from me. So he was out there 
2021, he was FCS freshman All-American after registering 53 tackles, 11 and a half for loss, 10 and a half sacks, 13 quarterback hurries. 2022, first team All-American per the athletic. So he's a freshman All-American in the FCS. Transfers to FSU, does not take a step back, takes a step forward, crushes it. He had 12 games, 48 tackles, 17 tackles for loss, nine sacks, three quarterback hurries. I got a question for you at the end of this. You might have I'm, seen it already. I'm excited. Yes. I Because I, when I watched them, I was like, you know, I, I, the number, you know, I, I don't want to tease it too much because people listen at home. But there was only he was the only player in the ACC and one of two power five defenders nationally with four games of two and a half sa- uh, tackles for loss in 2022. Explosive, good initial pop for a guy. Like I saw him stand up. I saw him put it. So at first, a lot yeah. of what I saw from him was him standing up. And I was like, all right, can he put his can he put his hands down? Can he can he can he stop the run? Can he get into it with because he was so quick and so explosive that he wasn't getting touched? So because he wasn't getting touched, I'm like, all right, well, is he just taking advantage of these guys because he's quicker than them? But then I saw snaps where he's putting his fingers in the dirt and he's popping offensive linemen and he's putting them on their heels, which I thought that was very impressive. And then I also said this was one for you. He's got quick hands, very quick hands at the point of attack, like he's playing blackjack at a nickel table. All right, so that <laughs> all right, acceleration, burst. I think this guy's the top ten pick in the in the twenty twenty four draft. What are your thoughts on Jared Verse? I think Jared Verse would have been a top three edge rusher in this class if he was to come out the previous class. Okay, I think this kid has all the intangibles. I mean, he's he's a bullet off the line. Okay. He's excellent. Why the bull rush off the snap? If you ain't planted your feet on steady, God bless you. You're gonna be tripping over your feet, and you're probably gonna get run over. He's got tremendous explosion. He accelerates with power. It's like it reminds me of the car that that um, Fast and Furious that homeboy drives. You know, in, in Vin Diesel. Yeah, like that. Roll, put the when he hits the gas, right. it's up in the air, and I'm uh-huh. coming, and I'm just coming to wreak havoc. Flames coming out of the muffler. Yeah, yeah like he's yeah. got that 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 like relentless blind pursuit, like a damn cheetah. Like once he sees it and gets a smell, he doesn't have to see it. Once he smells the fear in you or the ball, he can smell that leather in the backfield. He's coming for blood, and he normally gets it. He's got a powerful lower body, right? He can hold up at the point of attack when it comes to a run defender. He just is instinctful. He's a top 10 pick? Yes, he's a top 10 pick. Now hit me with your question because I'm ready. All right, coming out of school. I know he got – we got – Verse has one more year. All right, so this is a little bit of a projection. But who did you like more coming out, Kayvon Thibodeau or Jared Verse? I'm an Oregon guy, so this one was special for me. And yeah. I actually conversated with Boomer about this one because I saw the question earlier. You liked it. I loved it, and it right. really intrigued me because yeah. I love Thibodeau. What he could do, he was a game changer. For the Ducks. But he was boom or bust. Right. Jared versus no bust. It it doesn't stop. The motor never stops. You know, he doesn't over pursue. That was one thing with Thibodeau. He would get around the end, right? And sometimes you get a spin move and he would over pursue and be behind the QB and have to back. Verse doesn't over pursue. When he sees like his angle, he's very good at angles. But when he goes out wide, he's able like to dip the shoulder, cut back or, or counter inside. So that he's not out there on an island circling back to come back to QBs or running backs and or whatever it may be, someone to screen. So for me, I'm gonna have to go first. Man, I like it. I like it. I'm glad. I'm glad you were intrigued yeah. by that question, man. I'll, I'll work up those. For me, when I'm watching players, I usually like 
little things like that pop up. Like I, I can kind of compare somebody to somebody else, but this next guy, he's got the keys to the penthouse. Yes. He lives on the top floor. He plays the game in the top floor and he is just constantly denying access to defensive backs. And that's Keon Coleman wide receiver, six, four, 215 pounds transferred from Michigan state was the number two to Jaden Reed. Yep. 58 receptions, 78, 798 yards, seven touchdowns, Played basketball. He didn't play his second year at Michigan State. I think he agreed to, you know, just focus strictly on football. But the fact that he was even considering playing collegiate basketball and collegiate football is pretty damn impressive. And you could see it in his build. His lower, like his legs, like you can tell he is explosive. Like this dude looks the part, put together very well. Loves the way he love the way he tracks the ball. Love the body control, his adjustments to the football in flight. So Keon Coleman, this guy's going to be playing on Sundays. I mean, oh, you yeah. put him on this list, so there's a good reason he's on this list because he's going to be picked day one or day two. So, what are your thoughts on Keon Coleman? Keon Coleman made the best decision in the portal to go to FSU. That was a huge gain for the Seminoles. Okay, listen. You said he lives on the, you know, on the top floor like Mike Tyson with the white tiger in Hangover. Okay, this is where he belongs. It's where he belongs to be. He runs it. He got great body control. Okay, his in-air adjustments, his ball tracking ability. I get a Marvin Mims-esque vibe from him. I know that's difficult to say because Mims was a twenty-yard per catch guy who could just adjust like in a slinky to catch the ball. Right. He got more body control than a yoga instructor on a Sunday morning. All right. He got a four-five forty. You can get jiggy like Will Smith when it's coming down the line. He's extremely dangerous in the open field. He shows vision. He's got 4K capability. He's creative with a run through defense like a young Wolverine. He cuts him up. So I'm all in on Keon Coleman. I think Keon Coleman is going to have his coming out party this year for FSU. Well, this next guy, Jordan Travis. He had his coming out party last year. <laughs> and I, I'm, I put money, I'm putting money on him to win the Heisman. Possible. Re- the reason I'm going to do it, because I'm assuming the odds are good. I'm going to look it up after the show. But with all these weapons around him, and with 6'1", 201 pounds, fifth-year senior, he's going to be 24 heading into his rookie season. But what I noticed most about him was progress. Oh, yeah. Every year as a passer, his numbers improved mm-hmm. steadily. And it wasn't like one year to the next year. It was dramatic. It was steps. Mm-hmm. Like you saw the step in progress. And then – the next thing I liked about that was as he progressed as a passer, his running numbers declined. Not dramatically. He could still play, but you saw it, which means he believed in his passing ability enough to now, I will run second. I will pass first. And that shift is what makes him an NFL prospect, right? If, he never, if he never had that shift, if passing was second, don't consider it, but he he showed that led the AC in passing efficiency rating in 2022 with six 160.1 led the ACC in yards per attempt in 2022 with 9.1 led the AC in yards per play 8.3. So I'm, I'm saying, I think he's, I think he's a legitimate Heisman candidate this year. So what are your thoughts on him? I'm with you. This is one of the gentlemen that I think could push Drake may for that number two spot at the QB. It's why I say that's the only spot. That, that Caleb is the only one that's cemented. Uh, I feel like anywhere between two and five could be a, a handful of gentlemen. Listen, you said he's progressed up every single season in every aspect of it, right? And I've always say, I say it all the time, it's my problem with Justin Fields, it's my problem with Trey Lance, it's my problem with all these guys that run first. Yes, we saw Justin Fields dominate throwing the ball in college, but when we went to the next level, 
his only asset that he was able to, to do well was his feet and run, right? So Trey Lance, he's been able to move in the pocket and get out there and gain yards, but passing the ball hasn't been the best you know option for him. So to be a QB, in my eyes, successfully be a QB, you have to be able to throw the ball, and that has to be the number one option first. Jordan Travis locked that in last year, and Jordan Travis planted his flag and saying, I'm here now. I get it. My progression is is moving step by step. He's gone from like a 70% QB, you know, QB rating to over 107 last year alone. So that if that ain't progression, I don't know what is. That point that you made about him scaling back, running and only running when needed, like like this kid's not a statue now. He's he can yeah. He can lot, extend the, yeah, it, a yeah. lot of his throws are on the move. Yes, that, you that's know, the like, thing. Instead of instead of tucking it and trying to extend plays right. with his feet, he's moving out to extend the play, extend the pocket, right? Right. And now using his arm to hit guys like Johnny Wilson downfield deep, six seven wide open. Now he's gonna have Coleman. Now he's gonna have Bell. Now he's gonna have a backfield with a gentleman that is hungrier than the man that's been stopping waiting for Popeye's chicken to open. Go on, like, go on, talk like, about him. That this is your guy. This is your guy, right? Yeah. Uh, this is Trey Benson. He, I've been waiting. For him to pop, it's been a little bit. He came to Oregon. Another guy that was from Oregon didn't really didn't work out. Transferred Florida State. Injuries came in. Was kind of undersized. He ain't undersized no more. Okay, we 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 talked in, you know off today earlier how he's put on close to what like 10, 12 pounds I believe it yeah. is. Yeah, it's, it's it's not fat, right? He's no. chiseled. He looks good. Um, tell me what you like about Benson before I dive into what I like about Benson. man. So, so Trey Benson, we saw a before and after picture of him last year, last year, he looked like a young man. This year yeah. he looks like a grown man, but it's all like a lot of the muscle you could tell was in his legs. Yes. He's a powerhouse. Six, one, 211 pounds, 13 games, 990 yards, uh, 6.4 yards per carry, nine touchdowns, 13 receptions, 144 yards. He had a big kickoff return touchdown, which is impressive. Mm-hmm. 13, 26 all-purpose yards ranked as the 18th highest single season total in Florida State history. Florida State has some dudes that come yeah. through. So 18, yeah. like, you know, you're still on that board. I don't care where you are on that board. And I wouldn't be surprised if he tops it this season. And he yeah. winds up in the top 10, ranked first in the ACC and 13th nationally with an average of 6.4 yards per rush. He broke the PFF college single season record by forcing basically – 0.5 missed tackles per rush. So every other rush, he forced a missed yep. tackle, which bettered the previous record of 0.48, which was just below every other carry. Man, what I like about this guy, so he runs a little tall. So that's, but for a guy who runs tall, he breaks a lot of tackles yes. in the open field. Like, cause you, when you run tall, that just creates a bigger target area. Right. So now defenders, they're not just hitting you in the legs. They could hit you in the chest. Mm-hmm. It's just easier to make contact, but it's not easy to make contact when you're playing a guy who's as fast and as quick as he is. So it's a dynamic combination yes. of power, of vertical speed, linear speed, and agility. Man, I, I said he's a hoarder, right? Because <laughs> he navigates through clutter with ease. You know, like somebody who's on on those TV shows on true TV, like, you know, they open the door, people come to the house, where do I go? And they're like, oh, here's the path. Like this dude, he goes through the horde, the the mess, very good. I think he's a bell cow. Again, it's due to the size. It's due to the ability because rarely do you see a lot of running backs nowadays who are just as good inside the tackles as they are outside the tackles. 
You know, it's usually most offenses now they have a guy who does this and they have a guy who does that. Yeah. Unless you go to Wisconsin. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. Know, like yeah. they have a guy who usually does both. And right. And I like him, man. So I, I think this guy's in every down back in the NFL. So what are your thoughts? I, I love everything you said. I love the Horta comment. I think that was key. Listen, yeah. to me, Benson is a mix of a Bugatti and Usain Bolt because he can go from zero to 60 in a blink of an eye. All right. This kid's got 439 speed when fully healthy. And he, He's a young Edward Scissorhands, the way he cuts on a dime like he's NASCAR coming through the corner, picking it up with his tire. Like, he is, he has all the intangibles, but now he's healthy, and he has weapons on the outside, so they can't stack boxes on him. Like, this kid gets it. Had 11 receptions last year. Probably going to get a little more work in the passing game because he's probably going to get a little more screen work because they're going to be able to have open backfield spread formations because they have the talent this year. I'm all in. Mike, Mike Norvell's been, been doing his thing. He's built a program through the portal. The recruiting. Give us love- Florida State. <laughs> I-, I love when running backs, like big running backs, not not the shifty guys. Like I, I loved when LSU would put Darius Geis returning kicks. And that's like yeah. when I see this guy at 6'1", he's going to be probably around 220 pounds, being able to take a kickoff to the house. You know, that's I, yeah. I love watching that. You know, all I, right. But with guys, guys was kind of just like a violent runner, though, when it right. came in the running game. This right. guy's got what Lob would, would love to say his sweet feet coming right. out the hole. He's shifty, right? right? Like he has that ability. I'm just saying, I, I like seeing big backs like bang. Oh, big know, back, but like, bang. We, yeah, yeah. Get, get a kick, get a kickoff return. Right. You, you know, you usually don't give those guys like you're putting like some little shifty guy or like well, even yeah. when, when Darren McFadden was. You know, running, returning, kick returns from, and I'm not comparing this guy to him, but uh, right. uh, you're not going to see it at the NFL once he's drafted no, that's it. and that's he's, it. you know, he ain't returning kicks anymore. So I, I, I'm going to be excited whenever Florida State puts him back there because there'd be a good chance he could bring this thing back. So yeah, how real often briefly, are you getting you getting a guy that's 220 that runs a right. 43940? You know what I'm saying? No, not 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 very often. It's like yeah, well, yeah it's it's rare. That's why they're making the the, the big bucks. All right, Fabian Love it, six four three and three hundred eighteen pounds. 2022 honorable mention all ACC absolute unit massive and Jim Nagy when I was looking up Fabian Lovett I guess he was eligible for the draft uh, yes. for the senior bowl last year so he's going to be eligible again so I'm sure Jim's going to be working on him I, I put a star next to his name because I, I bet he's out there at the right. senior bowl this year so what are your thoughts on Fabian Lovett all right Fabian Lovett like you said um six four three hundred eighteen pounds right from the four five seven shuttle which means he's got some athletic ability to him. He's, he's agile for a big guy, right? Love to see it. Um, former three-star um, coming in as a recruit. Like, he gets after the ball. He puts pressure on it. He's good as, as a pass rush. He tallied six total pressures, six QB hurries. He didn't get didn't, any sacks or anything like that. But, like, he could get to the QB. My man is a run stopper. He's got a high motor, okay? The problem is... He tends to have heavy hands, but his hands are kind of like mallets. So, like, if they're not upright and they're able, like, someone got a good swim move, someone's able to, like, block well, you run up against a guy like Joe Alt, they're probably going to be able to swing your arms out the way and get to the side, and now you're sitting out there like a bob in the ocean. So that's something that he needs to kind of work on. Right. All right? But, like, he's got it. He can locate the ball. Like I like to say, he's always looking for the leather. Um, and, and he's not. he doesn't really stand still. He, he, he can – Naturally move off. It keeps good balance. Like I said, there are just a couple of things I would like to see him work on. I think him coming back is why he came back because there are a few things to tweak. He tweaks those things. He's a possible early day to pick. And I mean, with this roster, like 
You yeah. seeing those guys coming back and this team, this team's gonna go somewhere. Florida State's gonna make some noise this year. I, I'm I, I'm I'm on board. I'm on board after seeing this. And I know we're gonna talk about Clemson next. So Clemson, they're number one with the most tier one, tier or day one, day two draftable talent. We're gonna start with another younger son. So we had Ronnie Gadsden earlier. Now we got yep. Jeremiah Trotter Jr., six foot, 230 pounds. I love that it's it's the simple things that make me happy. <laughs> Usually in college, you see guys like linebacker one, seven, 19, 37. Like, you know, you're seeing numbers zero, which, yeah. which Clemson has a, a linebacker wearing that. Uh, he's wearing 54. So yeah. I love seeing a college linebacker wearing a grown man's linebacker <laughs> number. Uh, 2022 second team All-American honors from the Associated Press. 2022, he led team in tackles with 92, tackles for loss with 13 and a half, and he tied for the team lead in sacks with six and a half. It's pretty damn impressive for an off-ball linebacker. Added six pass breakups, a forced fumble interception, which he returned to the house. 678 defensive snaps over 14 games. He was only one of three Power 5 players in 2022 to reach at least 13 tackles for loss, six sacks, and return an interception for a touchdown, joining two-time Nagurski Award winner Will Anderson of Alabama and D-winners of TCU. So those are some big names. So what are your thoughts on Jeremiah Trotter? After you said all that and you watched the film, how did you ask me that question if Homeboy was better? I kind of like Barrett Carter a little bit better, man. You you just like the style of play? Yeah, and he's just such like – all right, so Trotter th – those are massive numbers. Numbers don't lie. So Better numbers than Simpson. Yeah, yeah. Like those – you know, he covers a lot of ground. I also noticed – I think he'd be good in the Tampa too because when he drops into zone coverage, he can get back. I, he, he had a great – in coverage, QB's only had like a 44 uh, rating again. Right, so he's, he's the mic. He's going to wear the dot. Yeah. I also, what impressed me about him too was in, in the short area, I couldn't think of a of a, of a quick thing to, to say with this one. I, I had some good ones today, but I couldn't think of anything, you know, good to say with this. But like in short areas, he just creates – the impact he brings to the ball carrier surprises me at times. Because I, I, it's hard for me to imagine somebody generating that much force from the distance he does. Like he could just, it doesn't even look like he's coming to the ball carrier fast at times. He's closing on him, but then pop. It's so, a one inch punch, bro. Yeah. The one inch punch. But now we, we brought this up. So I'm just going to bring up Eric Carter. All right. So let's, <laughs> we can compare 6'1, 225. I just put athlete in, in, in capital letters. Called by Dabo Sweeney as one of the best pure football players he's had in 20 years, was an All American. Enters 2023 credited by the coaching staff with 103 career tackles, 11 and a half for loss, five and a half sacks. Uh, 2022, he joined the Buckus Award winners and the Kobe Dean. And I, I see so Dean, I see kind of some, some Nolan Smith. And I think he's a little more agile and flexible than Nolan Smith. And Nolan Smith went in the first round. Uh, so they were the recent power five players to post at least 10 tackles for loss, five sacks, multiple interceptions. His coverage instincts. So there was one. I fell in love with him on this play where he's rushing the passer and a lineman goes low and he just hurdles the lineman. Lands. I had a feeling. Gracefully. <laughs> like it was so impressive. And then to continue watching him. And, and like you kind of were talking about Thibodeau earlier and how, you know, when this guy rushes the passer or, you know, he's in the backfield, like he doesn't overstep, you know? So I, I like Trotter a lot. But I think just Barrett Carter, the possibilities. Now with him, he's not going to be the Mike. He's not going to be wearing the dot. But I could see him as the weak side linebacker in a nickel defense. And teams run nickel 
95% of the time now. And, and to see him coming off the edge, I just, but they're both great. We're, we're, we're comparing like two, you know, possibly day one talents here, but break them both down for me. So, like, I'm with you. I think, you know, Carter's more of the boomer bust guy. He's the flashier guy, right? He gives you that LeVar Arrington type style, jumping over the front line, getting there, you know, the pop. You got to understand, Trotter was splitting time in his position with a kid, Simpson, that went to the NFL. Right. Now there's nobody Early. in his way. Right. You know what I mean? Now he's going to be on full display. And I, I'm telling you, you're going to see a Deion Jones type year, a Jeremiah Trotter, 100-plus tackles. He's going to be a dude that's going to be everywhere. He's a guy that can drop back coverage, probably get seven to eight pass breakups. Like he has all the intangibles. The pedigree is there. We we, we know what his father was, right? He was a dude. Played the, the same Eagles, position. Yeah. yeah, like he's he's got it. I think it's going to be more on display now that he's going to be taking 85, 90% of the snaps in that mic position. I'm not saying Carter's not a bad guy. I'm not saying that he's not – he's probably a top five linebacker in this class, okay? And that says volumes on why I believe that game between Clemson and Florida State in, in the middle of the season makes a break who's going undefeated. Because if Clemson wins that game, right. they're undefeated the rest of the year. Florida State wins, vice versa. And, and I, that's the way I think it's going to go. And, so, and I love how this Clemson team that we're breaking down right now is day one, day two talent. It's mostly defense. Yes. Because Florida well, State is super young. They got one one guy, but – yeah. But as far as the matchup goes, the yes. matchup you're talking about, Florida State versus Clemson, it's perfect. Because now we got Makuba and we got Wiggins, right? Yes. So we got two other players. Makuba, six foot, 185 pounds. So I'm, I, I assume I'm pronouncing it correctly. All right. Enders 2023 credited with 104 tackles, two and a half for loss, a sack, 13 pass breakups. In 2021, excuse me, he became the first true freshman defensive back to start a season opener for Clemson since the NCAA instituted permanent freshman eligibility in 1972. That, like, that's huge. You know, for a guy to step out there, and Clemson's not some, like, program, like, uh, it's not UCF. No offense no. to UCF, but, like, this is Clemson. They they got a history, man. 2022 registered stats at safety and corner. So that inter that interests me as well because, you know, I, I don't I think – He's primarily a safety, but the yeah. fact that they were comfortable enough to put him on the outside to cover somebody tackles a little high when, when he was a better tackler on angles, you know, he still was coming down with the tackles. But when you go to the next level at your size, six foot, 185 pounds, you're going to have to go eyes through the thighs. If you go up top, you're going to get bum rushed. And he also, I believe last year, the first play of the season for Clemson, he had an interception, which is pretty cool too. So what are your thoughts on Makuba? Vicious. He's angry. He, like you said, um, he plays a little high, but he, he's good in that single high safety role. He's good at reading QB's eyes. He tracks the ball really well. Uh, like, they don't target him, right? Like, he, he wasn't targeted because they know if you target me, I'm going to make your day a living hell. I just love the way he handles himself. He's athletic. He's, he's lean. He's muscular, right? He's definitely – he's NFL caliber safety. Yeah. He's got it written all over him. He's got fluid – uh, his fluid in his game, like his fluidity on how he moves, like Aquafina. He's got mm -hmm. quick feet. Uh, he can defend. He come down in the box if you need him to, right? He can come down defending the slot guy. He could, like I said, he could spy and be play single high safety over the top. He played some snaps at DB this year. Uh, I, I'm a big Akuma guy. I think that he's a. A lot of people might say that he's safety number one, safety number two. I got a couple guys around. I like. I like. You know. You know. My guy Kitchens from Miami. Yeah. Um, I also like Cole Bishop's out of, out of Utah, but McCumber's probably right there, two, three. 
All right, I like. And then this other guy, you're talking about not being targeted. Nate Wiggins was targeted. <laughs> he was targeted 61 times. He only gave up 31 completions. So that's about half the time. Like, don't even bother throwing the ball his way. 6'2", 185 pounds, which is the prototypical size for today's NFL, especially, like, being a Cowboys fan, Dan Quinn, you know, back with Seattle. Like, their teams have a type now. You long, lengthy, so 6'2", 185, as long as he's not – you know, below 170, like uh, Manuel Forbes was, he should be all right. <laughs> but hey, Forbes had what seven or eight picks to the house? Yeah, he went, he went in the first round, didn't he? Washington, yeah, which yeah, is going to be so. interesting seeing him line up with CD this year. Uh, mm-hmm. CD's gonna eat, we'll see. All right, 2022 first team all ACC selection by College Football Network, credited with 22 tackles, two for loss, team high 12 pass breakups, a blocked field goal. And 12, his 12 pass breakups were one shy of Clemson's sophomore record, which was 13. So he gets his hand on the ball. Yes, he He's sticky. Test him, whatever, but it ain't going to work. Because 50% of the time, they ain't catching it. He only let up two touchdowns this year, too. So what are your thoughts on him? 703 snaps, leave him on the island, right? You got, what, 12, 13 pass breakups. You can target me. I'm, I'm going to dominate. This is what I do. Um, you know, that, that secondary's got some speed he's got a four five five but mccomber's like four three eight so they they, they, those that's a speedy secondary uh i just listen i'm i'm huge on the fact that like this kid can kind of play everywhere he can play he's got run stop he only had 10 run stops but he can play you know down and if you need him to to, to tackle like runners he's got he's just he's got it all he's got the hands he's got the vision he's got long he's lengthy he can get up in your throat like Come across the middle. He might not be like that slot cover, but you come you come across, he's going to make a play. His, his hip movement, his back pedal, I love it. It's fluid. Another gentleman that can get in and out of breaks, can mirror receivers, and when targeted, like if he has, he loves to step up to the challenge. So give me some Wiggins. All right, now Will Shipley, you hmm. think he'll be a, a day one or day two guy? I think he's day two. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, I, I like the talent. But the way teams, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Let's see did how. You, 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 go ahead. Before we like talk about him, okay, I get a little excited because I watched because I was. Shout out to Dave Ugalale. Like I love Dave. He's awesome. Right. Okay, and I, I I was really critical of DJ last year. Okay, and then I, I more so of Dabo for not making adjustments. I love Cade Klubnik. I think he's the future over there, and I wanted him earlier. But in the midst of what QB was going to play, what, and in the midst of the games where DJ didn't play up to what we thought he could play up to. The only consistency on that offense was bullshit. Did it all. I thought it was great. I mean, 14 games, 210 carries, almost 1,200 yards, 5.6 yards per carry. And then, and he's quick and shifty. And for a guy that's quick and shifty, he surprised me with how powerful he was. He's great yes. at running through contact. I think he's capable of a bigger pass catching role because he's a good hands catcher. Like he just seemed like, he seemed like a coach's son. You know what I mean? Like, if does that make sense? Like, you look at him. He, I, I think he does everything right. But I also just think the NFL, uh, you know, like they don't they don't value running backs to the level of like I think somebody's going to get him in the third or fourth, and he's going to be uh, a ball. Like they're going to, and then three they'll play him for four or five years, and then whatever you know. But I, I he's kind of right around that like. Can right. fall anywhere between right. the and then, and five I mean, to seven, like right. breakdown for this class. You know what right. I mean? Depending on what he has for a year. I just, he's got so, he, it's a little small. He's not as muscular, but he gives me Austin Eckler vibes, man. Right. He can run inside the tackles. 
can run outside tackles. He's got really, really good hands, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he oh, had, I love that. He had what uh, almost forty receptions, you know, two hundred and fifty yeah. yards. Like he just, he taught, like you said, I, I get it, coach's son type deal because he does everything right. But he just, when nobody else is 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 standing out, he stands out. Like he, right? Not only can he catch the ball and run inside the tackle, but he got that stop and go capability where like he could just cut on a dime and go to a different mm-hmm. direction, like. His game's odd. He also likes to rock the crazy-looking mustache, too, so people are going to look at You know what I mean? Like, it's just – he don't get enough credit. And I wasn't a big Shipley guy, but after watching what he could do last year, how he can be a bell cow and put the team on his back, some of those catches that he made, dude, especially in the game uh, – the second game for Klubnik, so I think it was against Tennessee, right? It was Clemson, Tennessee in the bowl game. Klubnik just put one out there. Like, literally just was like, all right, he's running a wheel route. I'm throwing it now. Shipley was like 10, 15 yards away from the ball and just full extension between two defenders. Went right. up and got the ball parallel right. around. Like, kid has it. He's a ball player. He's a, he's yeah, a he's, football player. He's, and, and he's a playmaker. So, like, right. I'm I'm excited to see what he does this year. I think this year could put him in, like I said, could get him out of that, like, five to seven. All depends on what everybody right. else does and who comes back. Right. I guess I'm saying, like, he's the type of guy that I think the NFL will um, take for granted. And he'll make somebody look smart. Somebody's going to take him – and he's going to do very well in the NFL. Yeah, well, because day one running backs is a very right. odd oddity, right? Like right. Bijan before Bijan, the only other gentleman was was like Saquon, right? So right. like, I get it. Right. But at the end of day two, maybe earlier day three, like I could see that. Like, but and and I, I I tend to put a couple guys on here that are early day threes, but have the chance to possibly pop at the end. Like Saquon goes, and Eric Ray doesn't right. work. This kid's perfect, right, for the Giants, right? Like. Miles Sanders only has one year in Carolina and doesn't work out. And what I'm hearing, it could, right. but if it does, Man, put put him with Andy Reid. You know, like put this How many guy. How back you're going to give Andy Reid? I don't know. Like they hit it with Prince too. Yeah, so like, yeah, but but like, just we've been waiting for that guy to and play that the type Brian of scheme. Like you, uh, we've been waiting for somebody with that Brian Westbrook role because I don't think yeah. Pacheco's that. I don't think Prince like. You know what I mean? I think they're good ball carriers, but this guy Shipley I think could he, be a Sproles type too. Like yeah. you could get you a thousand yards, but he can also probably give you six hundred right. yards receiving. You know what I mean? Right. I like so. it. So now I want to wrap this thing up, but there are two more players. I want to see if you got anything on Tyler Davis and Rook or Hor or Horhero. I think I think I don't I can give you a little bit on Tyler Davis. I'll give you a little bit on Tyler Davis. Six two, three hundred pounds. All right. He's not the fastest guy. He runs you know, 499.40. But what he does got, he's got nine and a half inch hands. He's got 32 and three eighths arms, right? And he got a 34 inch vertical for a guy that, that's that big. But he got an arm span of close to 80 inches. Like you. Face eater. Yeah. And, and this is a run stop, but this is kind of like a Vince Wolfwalk type of dude. Gets in there. You're just going to just put his body on your good luck trying to get around him, right? He can get, you know. In the backfield with the pass rush, he normally just penetrates it in, in, in a three technique. Um, he's physical. He's got a stout build, strong core. He got them. It's not even tree trying. They're just literally like massive arms. It just, it's like, like small children. He got small children attached to his, his shoulders. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And if you want to get in, in, in a bear hug match with this guy, you're probably right. going to lose. Right. So right. Give, give me Davis. But as far as the other gentleman, I didn't really get to dive into too much of uh, Oroku. Uh, he it's a name to know. Yes. It's a name to know. Out. He's on our radar. We're seeing him on lists. And somebody we're probably going to write up over the next few months. But, man, ACC loaded with talent this year. It's going to be excellent to see how this division plays out, how this conference plays out between Clemson and Florida State. I am itching 
for football. I know you were all itching for football. If you stayed here for all 52 minutes to hear us talk about all these <laughs> prospects. So, man, we appreciate you. This is On The Clock, part of the T2T Network. But, Nino, before we wrap this thing up, what's going on at the CFB Nation? And what can everybody find from you over there? I uh, just finished wrapping up a piece um CFB Prime talking about Colorado leaving, you know, Pac-12 or the Big 12 or Big 16, whatever you want to call it. Uh, who's to follow? Is it Arizona? Is it UConn? Is P.J. Fleck too tough or just too weird? Coach at Minnesota. And, and you know, the Nebraska. Weird is in. I don't know if it's in for him. Though. I'm yeah. telling you, I'm talking weird. Like, we yeah. got the Flex Bank. You, you earn coins for doing good things. And it might, you know, be able to uh, wash away if you might have, like, had a bad P test or you did something. Oh, yeah. The bank it, can pay for that. The bank can pay for that, yeah. So it's a little, just a little bit, little bit weird. Like just, that should stay in house. You got to clap for him to come into. Oh, he, it's like six whistleblowers. So I right. had to talk about it. Like you got to clap for him before he comes in the room. And right. if the ovation isn't what he wants, he leaves the room and comes back to a new one. Yeah. So like that, that might be weird. Yeah. As far as like you getting a little bit <laughs> more leeway for what you do on yeah. the field. Right. Yeah, that's what that's what programs do. Right. You earned right. it. Right. You know. Right. So. But that's why I just wrapped up. Um, me and Boom are going to be breaking down. We're going to be breaking down a couple of G5 schools. Uh, we just finished Texas Tech. Um, shout out to Joey Matt, um, McGuire. He's got a program building over there. I, I think uh, who's Jared the, Brandley. Who's the Texas that? Tech running back that just got a uh, – Roderick Thompson. Seattle, shout out right? to Roderick. Yep, he just got Seattle. He, listen, this man is known for being a fill-in. Okay, he filled in yeah. at the senior bowl when guys got hurt. I think he had a great senior bowl. And now – Zach uh, Chabonet looks like he's going to be shelved for a little bit. Kenneth Walker's not doing too hot with injuries, mm -hmm. so they bring him in. Listen, don't let him sniff it. Don't let yeah. my guy wreck him sniff it. Yeah. You get Good carries, he, he can ball. So, yeah. you know, check it out. We'll be breaking down some G5 schools, me and Boomer. Um, and then I got head-to-head -head coming up right after this. So. Hell yeah. All right, well, everybody, we appreciate you. Toiletsandtitles.com. If you want to support the show, patreon.com backslash Toiletsandtitles. We will catch you all later on. Take care.